Women Flip the Script is different because women are actually making the recording themselves. So rather than somebody speaking on behalf of women, this time we've asked people to go out and record their own interviews, their own personal stories, their own clips of music, and now we've put it together so that women can speak for themselves. I know somebody will learn from my story. It's mad, I'm telling you. Any woman that finds herself in that situation, yeah. like, it is for you to flip it and use it to your advantage. I think it's really exciting to be using a podcast as audio connection so that women across the UK can literally speak to each other. Like, it's not just relying on written text. Now you can just plug in as you're going around your daily business and actually feel like you're connected with other women across the country. No, you say it. No, I say it. Okay. No, you don't. Okay, you don't. okay. Women flip the script. Ooh. Women flip the script. Women flip the script. Episode 3. Mental health, well-being, psychology, being resilient, self-care, self-worth, self-love, self-first, healthy body, healthy mind, keeping sane despite the time, mindfulness, overcome the silence, reflection, self-awareness, coping mechanisms, personal development, talking through the pain, overcoming shame. Women flip the script. Hi. My name's Donna, and I wrote this one during a particularly trying time a few years back. It's also my favourite. Ride. Immortal sin, oh how you shine. Your pleasure truly is all mine. So step right up, let's take a ride on Donna's manic mental slide. Hold on tight now, buckle up, sip with me from insanity's cup before this frenzied mind does spin so fast it sucks you deeper in. This isn't for the faint of heart, so make your choice before we start. However, if your mind is grim, then hop right up and step right in, for dark and nasty is my forte, all things evil, bad and naughty. Beware, it's not a pretty trip for those that fight the manic slip. So take it, feel it, make it work, liberate the thoughts that lurk, allow your mind to run amok, forget the timings of the clock. This ride's not run on normal time, just chaos, mayhem, blood and grime. Oh, feel the thrill, such joyous rush, but wait, a single moment's hush. Now comes the screaming, such evil, such spite, my mind is ablaze with this glorious sight, pulsing with envy the green swirling mist, lips ripen crimson, a true devil's tryst, sapphire blue eyes turn your blood icy cold, there are things on this ride that can never be told, watch as the orange and yellows leap high, flame spouted forth in a sulphurous sigh, so toxic, so thick, a black writhing form, to show you it's wrong to desire the norm. Such exquisite delights, never meant to be seen, are yours to devour if you unpick the seam. Give madness free reign, total power of you to unleash all the darkness that hid as it grew. Please don't be scared, I'll hold you real tight, while I tear out your throat with my venomous bite. Please, do not fear, just accept, feel the joy, while I torture and tease you, my deviant toy. Do you feel brave? The doors open wide. Come closer, jump in, let's go for a ride. 
Hedonistic selfish glee is how this ride prefers its fee. So give your minds for me to spoil. I promise you, it's not a toil. This magic ride feeds on its host. It craves the thing you value most. Your conscience is its chosen prize, and lust it uses as its guise. With blinding colours, fierce and hot, a tantalising beating pot, just brimming full of wanton greed. Immortal, no more heart to bleed. There's nothing that you cannot do. It simply makes your dreams come true. So step right up. Let's take a ride on Donna's manic mental slide. If we're preaching rehabilitation, then everybody really kind of needs to be on board because when you come out, people's mental health is still being affected. Do you know what I mean? Where do you go? But after coming out of prison, I did feel like my mental health was... Under pressure. Under pressure, yeah. yeah. I did feel kind of like I'm being penalised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so stereotyped. <laughs> it, exactly. Yeah. So then I shouldn't have to keep on kind of selling myself. Yeah. I'm, I've proven myself. Yeah. Isn't this what this whole yeah. system was right. supposed to have so been about? To exactly. proving your change and whatever else. Exactly. So it's kind of like, could I kind of get, you know, a, a break here somehow kind of thing? So I'm trying to like stand on my own two feet and I've, I've already feel, you know, when you're in there as yeah. well, you know, they say like, you know, you're a strain on the, on this, on this, on the, um, society. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I've paid my taxes yeah. as well, but they make you they you feel bad already because you're already taking away from people's children because you know you're in prison that's another however many thousand to just keep you there whatever else so for me it was a point of proving like I'm gonna stand on my own two feet I'm gonna give back wherever you lot say I've taken away from do you know what I mean I accept my wrongdoings but I'm also being told that doing all of this leads to this at the end and when you get out and it's still really hard and I think people need to realise that it is still really hard it really does knock your self-esteem and like have you questioning like oh am I the problem I don't know I just think you're putting them in prison and then you're not preparing them yeah. fully enough yeah. especially I think like mental health wise yeah, you're not you're not, re- yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not helping the root issue of why they were in prison yeah. that's yeah. it to the flip side of the mental health side of things like it has an impact because you literally are feeling like oh like yeah i need help here i know that on paper yes i do have i do have a brain cell i made a mistake i paid for the mistake but paying for that mistake here has kind of put me back in society it's proven that prison does pull us like it puts us back when we're going back into society so when you're going back into society and you're going back in and you do have all of these issues and responsibilities, not even so much issues, but responsibilities, where is that support? Honestly, what I would say is I don't know, like, prison made me have to stop and be a little bit more grateful for the mm. things maybe I weren't taking time to be grateful for. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So now, even on the outside, it's like, girl, remember the nights when you was, like, literally yeah. dying inside because yeah, you exactly. weren't able to be out here so appreciate each moment Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean and don't let these people get to your head like Mm -hmm. when it comes to things have gotten to me and things will get to us because Mm -hmm. you know we're just human and we feel but little things is like I always would say you know I I am in charge of kind of like directing 
my my my, my not sounds corny, but like my destiny in it. Yeah. And maybe I didn't understand or take it serious enough before that that journey. But yeah. more so now, yeah. I was able to see how much because I was like able to spare my, my 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 sentence into a positive thing for me. Like I said to you earlier, when I actually listen to everyone's before and after stories, actually there there was no difference in the circumstance but there was a difference in how we dealt with the mm, circumstance mm. do you understand what i'm yeah. saying you came out and you was in the same start circumstance for the reasons you went in do you yeah. understand but you've handled them so much different you yeah. understand what i'm and saying and it's been more positive exactly for me and everyone around me exactly i can't say for me to say oh, i didn't learn nothing of it so i feel like it i feel like it was more like a self-healing process i was gonna say i think it was, it was more of do you a get me? personal thing for yeah everyone, I think. that's it it was you, more but you have to realize that as well that everyone's going to experience it in different ways yeah. yeah do you know what i mean and even when you come out some people will come out on a mm. high and not yeah. and it will something might happen mm. for them to like Yeah. You know, yeah. find themselves in maybe a stiff yeah. place or but then some people come out like me, I was so in tune with reality mm. and the tough struggles that I may face that mm, when I then came up against them it wasn't so it wasn't so soul destroying. Yeah. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think, you know, if it if my experience had has had an impact mm. on my mental health, it has also had a positive one because yeah. I don't, I'm not so easily defeated. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I've, before I thought I was yeah, a fighter, yeah. but yeah. now I know that yeah. I will fight through. Mental health is not an isolated issue, and for many of us, it intersects with other difficulties we face. Whilst it is not always recognised as a mental health problem, drug and alcohol use might be symptomatic of other underlying issues. This can affect not only those struggling to cope with their experiences in prison and the path that led them there, but may also be a way in which friends and family cope when a loved one is inside. Drug and alcohol use may even have played a direct role in committing crime and may therefore be as much a part of our recovery as anything else. It might be worth considering your options of support in the community and whether engaging with drug and alcohol services could prepare you to get the most out of others. Dependency is often a coping strategy and there is no shame in admitting you might need some support to find alternative ways to deal with your reality and to find the happier, healthier, and potentially sober life you deserve. I think building on that drug and alcohol support needs can actually be a real barrier to addressing other needs. And I know we find a lot of the time we'll be working with women who clearly need the intervention of mental health services, um, but mental health just come back with them until she stabilised her heroin use, until she stabilised her drinking or, or whatever, um, we won't be seeing her. You know, this isn't a mental health condition, this is a drug and alcohol issue. Um, and that actually drug and alcohol use can be such a barrier to accessing mental health provision or physical health provision or housing or accommodation or anything. Um, but that there's that willingness from uh, from agencies to dissolve any trouble or any difficulty this woman's facing into her drug and alcohol need and refuse to then actually look at what's really going on and the full picture and the host of other barriers or support needs that she might have. If you are affected by any of the issues mentioned in this episode or any others, you can refer to our Women Flip the Script jazzy transcript booklets, 
which include information on a range of services. For now, though, let's turn our attention to Josie, who's going to guide us through two meditation practices. I don't know about you, but I am feeling pretty zen. Or I will do in a minute anyway. Hi, my name's Josie. I'm a mindfulness teacher and I currently work for the NHS providing mindfulness-based stress reduction courses um, for those with anxiety and depression. These courses are eight weeks long, um, but I also provide taster sessions such as this one to the general public of Manchester. Um, I've worked before with the organisation Women's Matter in Manchester, which particularly support women in probation. So to give you a bit of an idea of what mindfulness is all about, we'll start with the quote given by John Kabat-Zinn, the creator of mindfulness, which is that mindfulness means quite simply paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, and without judgment. So essentially when we break that down and we look a little bit at the origins of mindfulness, John Kabat-Zinn started uh, the mindfulness-based stress reduction course when he went and lived with Buddhist monks for a year in the 1970s. And what he was trying to do was to work out ways in which the Eastern world were dealing with things like depression and anxiety and long-term health conditions. And what he found was that this concept of mindfulness was really, really helpful in preventing and treating mental illness. And so he brought it back to the US and created the eight-week course that we teach today. And it's all around the concept that mindfulness helps us uh, come into the present moment. Because when we're in the present moment, we aren't dealing as much with the emotional pain about the future or about the past. So essentially what mindfulness does is it helps bring us into the present. So we stop focusing so much on what if that happens in the future or reliving the past. This kind of mental time travel that we can get stuck in. So a simple way for us to kind of understand this concept is by thinking about the favourite things that we might enjoy doing. So that might be going for a walk, having a chat with a friend, having a really nice piece of chocolate or a nice hot bath. Those activities that we tend to enjoy are ones where we're really connecting our body to the present moment. So when we step in a hot bath and we feel the warm water, that allows us to come back to the present, disallowing those difficult thoughts that can come in about the future or the past. So mindfulness can be a really good way of becoming more aware of your moods. So knowing, I suppose, when you're feeling down or angry or upset or even happy and content. When we become more aware of this through the practice of meditation, it means that we have a bit more control over how we let those moods impact our decisions and our thoughts meaning that we can become slightly less impulsive and be more considerate of ourselves and how 
the kind of consequences, I suppose, of our actions. So a great way to start with mindfulness is just to begin by taking a few moments every day. This could be no longer than five minutes. But every day, perhaps setting an alarm on your phone just to come into the present moment. And a really, really simple way of doing that is simply by holding your belly or your chest and simply feeling the breath moving in and out of your body. So simply allowing yourself to feel the sensation of inhaling and exhaling. And just doing this for a few moments. And that can be a really great place to start. Now, one of the most common uh, questions we get asked as mindfulness teachers is, am I doing it right? I don't feel like I'm doing it right because my mind's wandering. I'm thinking about all sorts of things and I'm not able to pay attention. And one of the biggest myths in mindfulness is that we could ever get to a stage where our mind wouldn't wander. Actually, our mind is always going to wander. It's a really normal part of kind of thinking. So one thing I really encourage you to think about is to imagine your mind almost like a brand new puppy. So if we think um, that I've got this brand new puppy and he's really, really excited to go on his first walk and I'm taking him to the park and for the first time I'm letting him off the lead. What's the first thing that puppy's going to do? It's going to run away. So he's going to run as fast as he can. And when I call him back, he might take a little bit of time to come back to me. He might not recognize my voice so much. And this is very similar to our mind. Our mind might run away and start thinking about other things. And even when we call it back, it might take a bit of time to come back to us. But let's skip forward a bit now and say I've had this puppy now about seven years. He's a dog now and he goes to the same park every day. He knows it really well. What's he still going to do when I let him off the lead? He's still going to run away. And that's one of the things to really consider within mindfulness is that your mind will always wander. It's always going to run away. But hopefully with practice, when you call it back, it'll come back to you a little bit quicker. You'll be able to refocus your attention on the present moment. And so one thing that I really encourage you to do during your meditations or or the moments of quiet that you might try and find in your life is not to worry so much when your mind wanders, when it does start thinking about what you'll need to cook for tea or what the shopping list is. Just see if you can bring your attention back each time you notice it's wandered, even if you have to do that 10 or 100 times in a practice. I'm now going to provide for you a three-step breathing space practice, which is focused in on the breath, and also a body scan practice, uh, which is focused on different areas of the body. Now, you can do both of these practices lying down or sitting up. It's completely up to you, but they're free for you to use whenever you might need them. Women with the script. script. Okay, so the exercise we're going to do now is the three-step breathing space. 
If you want to get into a mindful posture, this means having both feet on the floor and sitting a little bit upright away from your chair, sitting almost like a tall blade of grass, setting some intention for your practice. And during this practice, if you'd like to keep your eyes closed, then that's okay. Or if you're more comfortable with an unfixed gaze, that's also fine. And we'll start and finish the practice now with the sound of the chimes. So just taking a moment here to come into the present moment. Noticing perhaps what sounds or noises you can hear in this room or the next. Noticing the layers of sound that might be here for you and beginning to check in with yourself. How are you in this moment? How are you feeling? Are there any thoughts running around? Just noticing and being aware with how you are in this present moment. Perhaps noticing your feet on the floor or your body against the chair. Noticing these points of contact, if that's helpful. And just beginning now to move your attention to the journey of your breath. Noticing the sensation of breathing in and noticing where you feel this sensation most. It might be with the outside air coming in through your nostrils or your mouth. Just noticing that sensation of breathing in, wherever that is for you, however subtle. Noticing that sensation and beginning now to become aware of the movement of breath in the body. So beginning to notice Perhaps the movement of breath in your shoulders, your chest or your belly. This gentle inhale and exhale. And if your mind's wandered at this point and you're thinking of something else, then that's okay. Just bringing your attention back to the sensation of breathing in and out wherever that is in your body. And perhaps now placing the palm of your hand in one of these areas, on the rise and fall of your shoulders, the in and out of your chest, or the increase and decrease of your stomach or abdomen. And just feeling the body gently push back against your palm as it moves to accommodate each new breath. And now gently just placing your hand back on your lap or by your side as you allow yourself to feel the sensation of breath in the entirety of your body. 
So from the tips of your toes to the top of your head to the end of your fingers. Knowing that all of you in this moment is breathing in and all of you is breathing out. Just taking a moment here to reflect on how you are in this present moment. Before we end the meditation now with the sound of the chimes. The body scan practice. This practice is going to ask you to refocus your attention on different parts of the body and it will be around 10 minutes long. During this practice, you can lie down or sit on a chair, whatever feels more comfortable for you. If you are pregnant, then lying down on your side or with your feet up. And if you suffer from lower back issues, just being mindful to stay comfortable and to not push yourself beyond discomfort. So we'll start this practice with the sound of the chimes as we finish it also in the same way. And if you want to just take a few moments now to get comfortable, we'll begin. And we'll start this practice now with the sound of the chimes. So just allowing yourself to focus now on the sounds and noises that you might hear around you. Noticing perhaps the layers of sound in this room or the next, just tuning in to what you can hear. Is there a rush of thoughts or any physical sensations that are reaching for your attention? Just building up a picture of how you are and where you are. Before just bringing your attention and your focus to the tips of your toes. Noticing if there's any points of contact between your toes and your socks or your shoes. If they feel cold or warm. Or if they feel numb, just noticing any and all sensations that may be here for you. And just moving to notice your feet and your ankles. The sensation of the different parts of your feet making contact with different areas. The heel of your foot, the arch. 
And if your mind wanders during this practice, which minds often do, just see if you can bring your attention back to the next part of your body. As you guide your focus of your attention now to your calves, your lower legs, perhaps feeling the sensation of your body against your clothes, your shins and the backs of your legs, any and all sensations that may be here. If what you're noticing at any point is pain or discomfort, just seeing if you can use your breath to breathe into and out from that particular area as a way of soothing. Before bringing your attention to your knees, your kneecaps, the backs of your knees, sensing into any points of contact you may notice here, the stretch of the skin or of the muscle, before bringing your attention to your upper legs, your thighs, perhaps noticing the weight of the body against the chair or bed that you're on, or any weight or pressure you may feel in this area. So gently scan up to include your lower back, a place that we can often feel tension. Just seeing if you can sense into any sensation that may be here for you. And if there are any aches or pains, using your breath to breathe into and out from those areas. So move round to your abdomen, your belly. Perhaps noticing the in and out of the breath in this area. That gentle inhale and exhale. And moving up to the torso. Noticing the stretch of the skin or ribs as bodies move to accommodate each new breath. Feeling that movement in the chest. And just sensing in to any sensation that's here for you. Moving round to the breadth of your back. Noticing if there's any sensations here that are reaching for your attention. Or if you're sensing numbness. That's okay too, just noticing where that numbness is. Moving on to your shoulders. Noticing perhaps each arm by your side. The job the shoulders do all day of keeping your arms in position. Noticing the crook of your elbow. If your mind's wandered at this point, that's okay. It's what minds do. Just see if you can bring your attention back to the next instruction. As you move your focus and your attention to your forearms, your wrists, your hands, the backs of your hands, your palms with all their nerve endings, each finger and the contact between finger to finger, hand on hand, hand on lap or by side, just noting these points of contact that may be here for you.
You're bringing attention to your neck, the sensation of holding your head up, keeping your head still, just feeling the job that the neck does all day, keeping the head upright. Noticing the head, the scalp, how that feels, if there's sensation there, the forehead, the eyebrows, noticing any facial muscles and how they feel, if they're very tense or relaxed, noticing the eyelids, where they close to meet in the middle, or if they're open. Sensation of the breath coming through the nose or the mouth, the lips, the mouth and the jaw. And just gently now expanding your attention to include the whole of the body in this moment. So from the tips of your toes to the top of your head to the end of your fingers, just seeing if you can build up a wider picture of how your body is right now. Allowing anything that reaches for your attention just to be here, just to be noticed. And becoming more aware of your surroundings, the room you're in, the chair you're sat on or bed you're lying down on. And the sounds that you can hear in this room or the next. As we end the meditation now with the sound of the chimes. For information, advice and support, visit prisonadvice.org.uk Next time on Women Flip the Script Didn't even give me a goddamn leaflet <laughs> in, in all honesty No advice When I actually think about it, no advice, nothing like As an individual, I'm not a case yeah. Do you understand? They restored my faith in people But more importantly, they restored my faith in myself podcast was made possible by Advanced Women in Prison and Pact. It was produced by Van de Canton. A huge thank you to all the brilliant women who contributed their stories, poems, music and words of wisdom. Don't forget to pick up your transcripts where you'll find written versions of each episode and information on some of the services mentioned and others that might be helpful. Women. This is great.